0: entrepreneur on fire 610 failures aha moments i've made it moments and the lightning round seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire looking for a no strings attached kind of deal that's what i like here's one sign up with audiobooks.com and you'll get your first book for free today no strings attached Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Design projects can get really expensive really fast. Start your next design project for as little as $199. Plus, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Chris taylor chris are you prepared to ignite
1: john let's light it up yes
0: chris believes in the power of small teams and that ideas are only valuable when applied he helps busy team leaders connect with ideas in their teams while traveling the globe chris i've given our listeners just a little overview so take a minute tell us about you personally we want to get to know you then give us a little overview of your business
1: uh, well, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. Uh, I started my first business when I was 12 years old. Uh, I, after high school, I went to film school, uh, which really crystallized my passion for storytelling, uh, my desire to create experiences that entertain and get people thinking. And it gave me my first taste of the power of teams working on projects long hours into the night <laughs> with a shared enthusiasm for what they're creating. I've been uh, married three years to the wisest woman I know, not because she married me, but for everything else she brings to life. <laughs> and uh, with Amy, I travel the world while running the business. We were engaged in South Korea, married in California, not far from San Diego, Yay. and uh, honeymooned in Fiji. And we're currently living in Spain, moving to Panama in November for our next adventure.
0: No, it was great. I want to share with Fire Nation that when we had a little pre-interview chat, I was like, "So where are you at in the world, Chris?" You're like, "Oh, Barcelona." I'm like, "I was there last week." You're like, "Yeah, right." I'm like, "No, actually, I really was."
1: <laughs> we missed each other, man. We probably passed each other on the street, but didn't uh, didn't meet for that uh, that drink that's so typical in Barcelona.
0: You probably uh, had entrepreneur on fire headphones in and just were completely zoned out.
1: That's exactly it. Just nonstop, twenty four seven, EOF, totally. <laughs> So
0: Chris, that's obviously an amazing journey. and I'm sure that Fire Nation is fascinated with how you pull that off. And we're going to dive into that in much, much more in a little bit here. But before we do, we always start with a success quote here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So take it away.
1: Sure. It's, uh, you know, I spent a long time thinking about this, John, and the one that's resonated with me the most was one that uh, Seth Godin uh, said to me several years back, and it was this really simple phrase, what do you want to have happen? And I was in the middle of a ramble about something. I don't know what it was. And he cut me off and said, Chris, what do you want to have happen? And that, to me, has stuck with me. And every time I get into a situation where I'm going a million miles an hour, I stop and I ask myself, what do I really want to have happen? And it works. Wow. So... You know we love stories, Chris,
0: and Seth Godin is an amazing storyteller, and I have no doubt, given the opportunity, you are going to prove the same. But give us an example recently, when you've actually stopped yourself from going a million miles an hour and said, what do you want to have happen, Chris? And that changed the direction you were going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I got, um, we're making a shift in the business and I'm, I'm happy to tell you more about the business, but the shift was, you know, something that I dreamed up on a Friday night. And by Monday, I had the entire plan in place on how we were going to jump in with everything and, you know, roll forward. And that little voice in my head saying, what do you want to have happen? And, and really backing it up to say, what I really want to have happen is validation on the fact that this is the right path to go down before I spend more money and drag more people down a path that, you know, could lead to a dead end. And so it scaled me way back and put me in a position of instead of planning for the next eight months, it was planning for the next eight weeks. And what could I launch? What could I test? What could I throw out there to validate that this was the direction that made sense?
0: See, I love that idea of the minimally viable product, and that's something that we talk about here often on Entrepreneur on Fire, something that I even talk about more about on our webinars about Webinar on Fire, which is how to create and present a webinar that converts, because a lot of people stress, Chris, about what product should I create for my audience and X, Y, Z, and how do I know which ones to create? And my philosophy is actually to create an idea for a product and then sell it and be very transparent that you're just selling an idea of what you will create, and then and if you get the validation by people taking up their wallets and putting down an early bird special rate for it, then you go ahead and create the product. We've done this for Podcasters Paradise, which now has over 900 members and $600,000 in sales. We've done this for Webinar on Fire, which now has over 100 members and close to $40,000. And that all came from us just saying, you know what? We're not going to go down this path of all these man hours and time, effort, and energy until we know there's people out there that will actually validate and pay for this with validation. So, love that, Chris. Let's keep this theme moving forward and talk about you, your journey, a failure during that journey. Tell us the story, Chris, of a time that you failed and the
1: lessons you learned. Absolutely. So, when I was in university, uh, like many university students in North America, I, uh, I got attracted to the idea of selling knives. Um, <laughs> I got caught up in, in, in Cutco. And, John, I don't know if you're familiar with Cutco. Yeah, actually. But, um, Awesome. All right. So I did that and I was actually pretty good at it for a couple of years while I was a student. I was, I was selling and I was making good money. And then as they do in that business, they gave me an opportunity to run an office and my entrepreneurial spirit kicked in and I thought, yeah, this is cool. I've got the backing of a big company, but I can run this office, you know, the way I see fit. And I threw my heart and soul into it, John. I, I did everything right, truly. I mean, we had this meteoric rise to success where, you know, I had this big team working under me and my big claim to fame was that my people stuck around longer than anywhere else. And so consequently we were, we were doing great. I was making great money and I was 22 years old. Um, and that, that success went straight to my head. I became incredibly egotistical <laughs> and, uh, and as fast as it had gone up, it crashed. And I stuck with it way longer than I should have because I just, you know, the ego was there and it wouldn't let me leave. Um, and I was I was destitute, man. I was homeless. I was living on the beach a couple of nights a week, bumming couches the rest of the time. I was locked out of my office um, and my parents. I'll never forget. My parents flew across the country from Toronto, Canada to Vancouver, where I was. Took me out for lunch, put a check for 600 bucks in front of me and said, look, this is whatever you want it to be, but it does cover a plane ticket home and we'll give you 12 months rent free in the basement if you make that choice. And then they left. And uh, with my last shred of dignity, I I cashed the check. I, I bought a plane ticket and I flew home to curl up in my parents' basement, licking my wounds. Um, it was a major, um, you know, again, I was 23 years old. I thought at this point, I thought I was on top of the world, had this whole business thing figured out, right? Piece of cake. And, uh, now I was back living at home. And I didn't, you know, at the time, I didn't learn anything from the experience. I was angry at the world. I was, you know, it was everyone else's fault. Um, but I started reading a lot and I started reading self-help books. I started reading personal development books. And I, uh, I came across this one book called The One Minute Millionaire. Which um, I'm a huge believer that the right book at the right time can make a big difference. It will
0: find you, yes.
1: I totally. And at other times, it's totally irrelevant to you, right? Um, so I, I don't recommend the book, but it had a huge impact on me. Um, and this idea in the book was if you had a warped perception of wealth, take some millionaires out for lunch and, and ask them these 12 questions that were laid out in the book. What was interesting about it to me was that it was so granularly explained in the book. It was so easy to put into practice that I, I did it. And I, I didn't know any millionaires. or I didn't think I did. I was, you know, I just started asking people, who do you know that sort of fits this criteria? Um, and I got started started getting introduced to these, you know, fairly successful people. And uh, that experience really, really changed my life. It was um, the humility that they showed up with the fact that they were driving domestic cars and wearing jeans, for the most part, was a shock to me. Right. <laughs> uh, and they uh, and, and, you know, they, they gave me some insight, which was cool, but it was more the attitude that they brought. And that started me on this journey of, um, I thought, you know, I was reading all these other books, you know, arguably better books, the seven habits and think and grow rich and good to great. And, you know, these classics and not doing anything with it. And I got this idea that, you know, ideas put into practice are significantly more valuable than just consuming for the sake of consuming knowledge. And so I went on this mission in 2007 of reading a book a week uh, for a year and not just reading a book, but actually taking one idea from each book and putting it into practice in my life. I'd taken a job at that point. I was working in, uh, in corporate marketing and, and working with Warner Brothers and Fox and Disney. It was sort of, you know, sexy uh, work. Um, and I was enjoying that, but I had this, this urge to continue to develop myself and, and put these ideas into practice. So that was really the, the genesis of, of actionablebooks.com and, and what's become the business since.
0: I mean, that's just the beginning of such a powerful journey, Chris. I mean, you started on this highest of highs. I mean, you just come in at 22 years old into Cutco. You're selling the crap out of knives, and you're offered a management position, and you're just managing the crap out of your office. I mean, all these things are just hitting all these strides. And, you know, we're 23 years old. We feel invincible. We feel like we know everything. And so when everything comes crashing down, it's so devastating. And I remember that so well for me because at 23 years old, I was actually leading a platoon of soldiers in a war. And so, I mean, this was like, for me incredible responsibility and for anybody and you know, it was a lot of stress and when something would go wrong, I would be so hard on myself and I would take it such to heart, you know, if the 34 year old and myself now could look back, I would just say, John, Like, realize that, you know, don't go into a cocoon when you make these mistakes, but look to those people around you who have the experience, who have made those mistakes, and learn from those. And, you know, that's what you've been able to do now, Chris, looking back, and that's what you're able to do now with Fire Nation. And you're telling amazing stories. I mean, you're really taking us there with you on that lunch with your parents and they hand you a $600 check. I mean, I felt like I was at that lunch with you (laughs) feeling what you were feeling because we all can go back to that moment in our lives and we were so vulnerable. So use that, Chris, as we go to the other end of the spectrum and we talk about an aha moment. We're going forward in your journey now to a light bulb that went off at some point, and you get many of those. I mean, you had one just a few weeks ago that you talked about during the intro, but let's talk about an aha moment that you've had, Chris, and the steps that you took to turn that idea into
1: success. Absolutely. So I um, fast forward a little bit. The summaries were, you know, sort of a passion project that I was doing at actionable books. And I would started to develop a program called actionable workshops, where basically I was creating these hour long learning modules that teams could work through together. And it was really about taking an idea from a popular business book, taking it out of the 20,000 foot theoretical and putting it into practice. And at that time, that's really what it was. It was, you know, I was doing it on my own. It'd be cool if teams could do this together. And then I had a client, my biggest client at the time, and I had a call with them where there was about 25 leaders um, that were running these workshops with their teams on the call. And it was, you know, ostensibly, it was really a chance for them to ask technical questions about what was going, you know, how to best facilitate or what have you. And they came on this call. And it was the most unbelievable 45 minutes I've, I've had to date, I think, with a client where they were telling me these stories about these breakthrough moments that were coming out in these sessions and these relationships that were being established. And people were in tears as they were talking about how they'd had this problem employee. And and now through this conversation, they'd really, you know, come to, to understand this, um, this employee better. And there was this deepening of relationship and that person had gone on to wild success. They had one person who had never been above mediocre on a sales team and had become the, the leader nationally for the previous three months since that, that workshop. And for me, there was this big light bulb that went off that I thought, you know, there's something going on here that's way deeper than just, quote unquote, the application of an idea from a business book. This was about relationships and about breakthrough moments. And it got me so fired up about um, about actual workshops and the work that we were doing. And I shifted my focus on instead of just trying to teach technical skills, which is still a part of it, but on using workshops as an opportunity for impassioned people to connect around those passions. I, looked, I started looking for clients and, and consultants who licensed our program for people who cared, people who truly believed that work could and should be a platform for creating something of value. And that aha moment created our actionable consultant program. It's gone into developing the workshops program and products that we have. And, and it's fundamentally, you know, sort of shifted and, and dramatically improved the impact of the work that we do.
0: So Chris, let's break this down for Fire Nation into just <laughs> one actionable takeaway that us, the listeners can implement into our lives today.
1: I think when you listen to your clients, whether you have one client or 10,000 clients, they're going to find ways to use your offering in a different way than what you'd originally imagined. And you have an opportunity to either fight that and resist it and say, no, you're not using it properly, or to really embrace it and see something bigger there. And John, coming back to your minimum viable product point uh, from earlier, I mean, this is really about seeing what's working out there. And it may not be working in the way that you intended, but if you follow that and stay curious, you can do big things
0: follow that and stay curious i love i don't think the word curious is actually used enough in the entrepreneurial world i think that curiosity is so powerful it's something that we lose At a very young age, it seems we lose our curiosity. I mean, you look at a three year old, a four year old, and now I have a niece, you know, this right that age. So I'm seeing that all the time. Just their curiosity and they're a sponge and they're absorbing everything. And then at a certain age, we lose that. It's almost like we fall into line and we just put these blinders on and we no longer like look outside the lines. We just follow this stepping path that we're on. And it's really kind of sad. So thank you for bringing up that word curious, Chris. I'm going to make sure to implement that into my vocabulary this point forward because I think it needs to be there.
1: If you're being curious, it's not possible to be judgmental. And so that's your choice, right? That's the spectrum. The more curious you are, the less judgmental you are.
0: If you're being curious, it's hard to be judgmental. I love that. And Chris, let's talk about another moment in your journey. You've shared a failure. You've shared an aha moment, a light bulb moment. But let's just talk about one moment in time that you can point to as your proudest entrepreneurial moment.
1: Sure, so you know i 've won a few awards for the business, which which feels really good, um, but truthfully, my proudest moment was just this past April. We had a new consultant training class with this licensing program, so there was a new group of licensees, and then we had our Quarterly Connect, which is where our existing licensees come together, and it happened to fall on the same day. So I took everyone out for dinner, and there's around twenty people in the room who booked this room at the restaurant and Sitting back for a second, you, I'm sure you do this too, John. You take a step back from, you know, being caught up in what's happening and just sort of view what, what's happening around you, right? Yeah. And I was looking at this unbelievably talented, energetic, belief driven group of professionals gathered around a concept that, you know, I believed in and had articulated in a way that, that they would, you know, resonate with it. Um, that was pretty cool. That was a really neat feeling.
0: No, I can definitely resonate with that. In fact, one of those moments happened to me early in 2014, I mean, we were at New Media Expo, which exactly one year prior marked the first time I ever spoke at a major conference on my passion, which is podcasting, so here it was, like the one year anniversary of me at this conference. I'm coming back as an alumni speaker now, and now I have even a more successful podcast with a much larger audience, so what do we do? We threw an amazing Fire Nation Hangout In this 1,500-square-foot suite that Kate and I got, specifically for this purpose, right in the Rio. So here we are in this massive suite. We ended up having hundreds and hundreds of Fire Nation faithful show up on the Saturday night to just enjoy hanging out with us, with each other. We gave away 250 Gary Vaynerchuk Jab, 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 right write hookbooks. It was an amazing experience. And a couple times, Chris, I did just that, like what you mentioned. I kind of stepped back out of the fray and I looked around and I said, wow. This is something that I've created from truly following my passion. And Mm -hmm. it's powerful. And Fire Nation, everybody that's listening right now has that opportunity to grow that audience, to grow that tribe around something that you're passionate and prideful about. And what I want to do, Chris, is move forward into today. Here we sit, you know, it's approaching the middle of 2014. We've both had a lot of things happen in our businesses thus far already, but we both have some great things ahead as we hit the second half of 2014 here, what's one thing that you're just fired up about right now?
1: So two of my passions are travel and growing this business, this, this mission. And I get to do both in August. We're launching our consultant program in Australia. Uh, it'll be my first time uh, heading down under. And I get to spend 10 days with a fabulous group of uh, forward-thinking consultants in Australia and uh, do a little bit of touring while I'm there. So pretty excited about that.
0: Wow. So that's just a great combination for you, Chris. I mean, it's obvious that both you and your wife you know, are both passionate about traveling and about inspiring others. And that's kind of one of the crazy things that we experience as entrepreneurs in this world is you know, we have these passions and we have to kind of balance these passions with with at the same time working hard and doing the things on the administrative side or keeping track of all these different things. And at the same time, and just enjoying life in general. And, you know, you being in Barcelona, walking around and visiting, you know, different Gaudi, Gaudi buildings, et cetera, and like really embracing that as well. Mm-hmm. Talk to Fire Nation about how you found somewhat of a semblance of a balance. Now, I know there's no such thing as a balance for an entrepreneur, but how, Chris, have you got some semblance of a balance with this crazy roller coaster of a ride that we're on as entrepreneurs?
1: Great question, John. It's uh, for me. It's about really making that short list of what's really important. I think you know, there's so much fear of missing out with people that they try to do everything. And for me, it's being really deliberate about what I'm cutting out of my life, so that the few things that I choose to focus on, I can really focus on without feeling guilty or without thinking I should be doing something else. And so, you know, the reward for me in when I'm working hard is to then go do some traveling. Or when I'm doing lots of traveling, the reward is that I get to come back to a job that I love. And so, having those two pieces to it. And, uh, and really really being deliberate on what's not a part of it is, uh, has been key.
0: You know, Chris, every now and then I forget that you're Canadian, but then you say out and I'm <laughs> taken right back to the fact that you come from Toronto, the top hat of America. <laughs> so Chris, we're about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's thank our sponsors. I often talk about taking that entrepreneurial leap, the things you need to do to get started. At 99designs, you can quickly get the designs you need in the beginning. A logo, website design, social media images. Oh, and have you considered email marketing yet? Email may seem like Twitter's older, less attractive sister, yet surprisingly, it remains one of the most cost-effective channels to connect with your audience all around the world. It can efficiently hit a huge audience and produce quick results, when done right, of course. Do you need an eye-catching email for your next campaign? The community at 99designs can create a custom design just for you. For just $299, you'll get about 20 designs to choose from, and your happiness is 100% guaranteed. What if you could start your next design project today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com dot com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Aren't we so lucky to have the ability to listen to podcasts instantly no matter where we are? Now you can do the same with audiobooks. Audiobooks.com allows you to download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening, or you can stream them instantly. That means easy access to your great content in the car or the gym. And if you're not a huge fan of listening on your smartphone, you can still stream books on audiobooks.com using your PC or tablet. Here's how easy it is to get started. Head over to audiobooks.com slash fire. Choose from more than 40,000 titles. Don't forget about those business book recommendations you've been hearing on EO Fire. Check out their great membership benefits like one audiobook per month and 33% off additional titles. Sample a couple of books here and there to find the perfect ones and then get your first book for free when you sign up. It's all at audiobooks.com slash fire. So, Chris, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share some incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: This time round, it was the belief that I could do it all, that I could have a full time job and start a business. What is the best advice you've ever received? A guy that was at that job said, Chris, you're a talented guy. You can do two things really well for a long time, but you can only ever do one thing with excellence. And that stuck with me.
0: Share one of your personal habits, Chris, that you believe contributes to your
1: success. Uh, You know, we talked about curiosity. For me, it's really about that. It's about following my curiosity and doing everything in my power, not to be afraid of looking stupid. Uh, I think the fear of looking stupid stops us from a lot of great things. Absolutely. And Chris, do you have an internet
0: resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, I spent a long time looking for a CRM or client relationship management tool. I found a tool called PipeDrive that I love. It's super lean. They're a startup and so they're extremely responsive and uh, they've been great for managing sales leads and contacts. PipeDrive is awesome.
0: Pipe Drive. They are really a cool resource. I actually heard about them first from Andrew Warner of Mixergy, um, who loves Pipe Drive. And then when I was actually in France recently, Paris to be specific, I met up, Kate and I both met up with an entrepreneur on fire listener who heard that we were coming to Paris and she now lives there. And we were actually taking a tour down the Seine with her. She was pointing out some different landmarks. It was an amazing experience. All to be said is that she grew up or knew the actual founders of PipeDrive, which was really fascinating for us. They come from an Eastern European country, and uh, they're our startup with that mentality, and they're doing some great, great things. And Fire Nation, if you want, you can find the links to this resource and everything that Chris and I have been chatting about at today, in today's episode at eofire.com Chris Taylor. And Chris, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: I love the book, Small Giants by Bo Burlingham. I think it really zeroes in on what it is to be an entrepreneur and that growth is great if that's your pursuit, but there's more to running a business than just growth for growth's sake.
0: Well, Fire Nation loves audio, Chris. So Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Chris, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy.
1: Well, Peter Shankman totally stole my answer of meeting a bunch (laughs) of strangers in the coffee shop and ask what they're excited about. So I have a backup plan. I would pick up as many magazines and newspapers and uh, on topics that I was interested in and start reading, really sort of quote unquote listening for what excited me or made me curious. And then I'd call that person or those people up and, and offer to help. I think when you surround yourself with cool people that you respect, doing work that excites you and keep your eyes open for opportunities, good things happen.
0: Well, Chris, thank you for sharing your entire journey with Fire Nation and for reminding us of the power of curiosity. And let's end with you giving us, Fire Nation, one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Stay humble, stay curious, pursue the things that interest you. Life's too short to try to build a plan for the next 30 years. Things are going to change. So explore what excites you now and, uh, and be smart with it. Yeah, have fun. Collect good people along the way.
0: And what's the best way that we can find you?
1: Yeah, so actionablebooks.com uh, has about a million different contact forms for us. Or you can just email me, chris at actionablebooks.com.
0: Love it. Well, Chris, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been talking about in today's episode at eofire.com. Type Chris in our search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. Chris, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, when's the last time you did repeat business with a company who didn't value your customer experience? No, not another recorded answering service. Ruby Receptionist is the off-site receptionist that does what no other voice machine or ordinary answering service could ever do. Make your callers feel special while making you look good. Try Ruby free for 21 days with this exclusive offer for Fire Nation. Visit CallRuby.com and use promo code FIRE.